What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. I've watched a lot of your, of a lot of yours, and I love the authenticity. Like, I love the fact that it's all, it's it's you. They get you and and your Thank heart. Thank you. And I love it. I really, really, I really that appreciate was, that. When I watched that, I was like, simplicity and just authentic and that's perfect I love it it's real oh, you know thank and, you. and it's something that's missing today and I, I really appreciate that Shron Banyas Heftas welcome to Wellish I'm so excited to have you here with me today I'm so excited to be here thank you Sarah absolutely so I will go ahead and let you introduce yourself I think that it brings a lot of um, purpose to what our what we're going to be talking about uh, what your passion in life is. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with me what it is that your passion project is and who you are. My name is Sharon Banyas Kefetz and I am a mother of three, an entrepreneur, an author, and a mindset coach, which is, that's what I'm focused on these days. And I find my purpose in working with women. Um, especially busy mothers and trying to help them reconnect to their authentic self. And my journey began when I too faced those challenges of like losing touch with myself, you know, being a mother and kind of running with the giving and giving and giving and giving. And mm -hmm. suddenly after a few years, you're like, what kind of, someone asks you, what's your favorite song? And you're like, favorite song. What do you mean? <laughs> favorite yeah. color? What's that? Like, I don't know. It's whatever fits me in the closet and whatever, you know, comes out. Mm -hmm. And I had to like reconnect to my inner voice. And a lot of work that I do focuses on like the inner dialogue and making positive inner dialogue because our inner dialogue is so mean we are so mm -hmm. mean to ourselves and releasing that victim mindset that we're brought up with and establishing boundaries that get lost in times and embracing a lot of mindfulness different things and mindfulness not in the woo, -woo sense but more like just being intentional in everything that we do and it helps so much because we don't need to be, you know, we had a little bit of a chit chat, me and you, and we don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. We just right. need to know what we're doing. And sometimes we're so on autopilot that we, we kind of lose that. Totally. And, and we don't know, you know? Absolutely. So did you say that this was something that happened to you that you felt like you lost touch with the best version of yourself and and who you oh, were wow. entirely? And that is oh, that wow. what triggered you to? Yeah. <laughs> yes, completely. It was it was telling you the truth. It was so hard for me to as as a mom. I was an entrepreneur. I thought I had you know I thought I had it all going on for me and you know my business and this and I was. You know, I was the shit, you know, I got this <laughs> yeah. and I, and I can do it all. And I, and I was a good daughter and I was a big sister and I was polite and I, and I had everything, you know, and I, I didn't curse and I was the perfect pleaser and mm -hmm. I did what was expected of me. And 
that I could tell you, like I'm from a Jewish background. Okay. And many of of my friends and people, women that I are from Catholic backgrounds and the guilt, the respecting of others, you know, and the pleasing and, yeah. and of all the adults around you and the authority is a big thing. And then we grow up and it kind of molds us into this new version that's so disconnected from our voice and so disconnected from who we are because we're so used to looking around us and trying to guess what we're expected to do and and what people want us to do and how people are going to look at us and how people are going to see us and maybe I'm supposed to smile more maybe I'm supposed to hold you know like mm-hmm. even to the point of like how I'm sitting at a table you know totally Totally. Are you taking up too much space? Uh, the time that you're giving, how if you're pretty enough, if you're doing enough, if you're working enough, if you're a good enough mom, all the things like you're talking about. It's crazy. This like human giver syndrome <laughs> that all yes. of us have inside of yes. us. And it's like you think that you're doing the right thing. So what was the point then that it like switched off for you or that you were like, holy shit, I can't live like this anymore? Like years went by, I was like 30 and married and my biological clock was ticking. And then I started with my journey in motherhood. And that was like the best thing. Suddenly I was like, ah, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, <laughs> and, and and I ran with it and I was doing everything. And it was just like, okay, great. I got this too. And, and there's new meaning and new passion, but I didn't, I was worn out. I was stretched so thin and there was no room for me at all. And nothing was mine anymore. You know, my sleep wasn't mine. My nights weren't mine. My thoughts weren't mine. My schedule, my body, like mm-hmm. didn't feel or look like it did or, you know, and as I said, like clothes, it was like, uh, I don't know. It just fits me. Great. You know, <laughs> what do you mean? What, what, what's my style? Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, you know, I was working seven days a week from morning to night and I had some blood in my caffeine system until I went to the cardiologist and he was like, lady, you got to chill because my heart was skipping beats and I thought I got it. Like I could do this. This was normal, you know, Mm because I was expected to do this, 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 and this, you know, and everything. Yes. Um, and, And it didn't matter how much my husband was doing as well. It's my mind was expecting me to do- everything that everyone was thinking that maybe I should do. Yeah, right. That's such a good point. So that then has led you into coaching women and moms to become their best self? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because uh, after being burnt out and after doing that, um, finding that journey of kind of reconnecting and listening to me, like, what is it that you want? Mm-hmm. The, the understanding that, you know, I was like, no, I'm a mom. There's no choice. This is what, no, but there is choice. Like just finding the little choices, even if it's choosing from the menu, you know what yeah, I mean? Like totally. I can think this and I can think this. I always tell my friends, like there's a 50, 50 on everything. And I can worry about that doctor's appointment and look at that 50 and stress out, or I could choose to look at the fact that everything's going to be fine until that doctor appointment. Mm -hmm. And when things happen, things are going to happen anyway. Right. 
Absolutely. Yes. I so relate to that. I was just talking about something similar the other day that I was late for um, my plane. And so I'm running to the gate and running through security. And well, I, that was my point is that I wasn't running through security is that you're stuck, stagnant, sitting there and you can choose to either sit there and freak the hell out and be like, oh my God, my day is ruined. I'm not going to make it to the plane. Everything's going to be horrible. But in, Or instead say like, okay, but what's going to happen if I don't make it to the plane. Then what? I'm going to have to go to the desk and I'm going to have to find another flight. I have my work computer with me, so it's okay. I can work remote and start to kind of problem solve to calm down and feel better because like you said, it's not going to change anything. It's out of your control. So that's a really cool point. I agree. And like just the fact that you realize that, okay, wait. So a lot of things are not mine and it doesn't matter if you're a mom or not a mom. It's just the fact of that pleaser in you. Suddenly you're like, wait, my thoughts are mine. My thoughts should be mine. Not they weren't mine, but they (laughs) should be mine. That biggest thing was like, my thoughts are mine and Mm -hmm. I am going to create my reality. So I wasn't going to manifest like a million dollars with my thoughts because I wasn't there yet. But I was at least like trying to notice and be intentional with like, okay, exactly like you said, Sarah, like, okay, now I'm going to focus on what am I going to do in this hour and this delay and with the flight, you know, right? Mm-hmm, like totally. I'm pull out my computer and I'm going to work and I'm going to do this and I'm going to focus on this because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if I focus now and I'm going to be upset at this or upset at this or, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. So then what would you say, because it seems like then there's this shift to for away from those thoughts that aren't you and away from that negativity towards the version of you that is. So how what is that authentic version? Not necessarily. I'm not asking you to tell me yours if you want to. That's fine. But just more so like, what does that mean to become your authentic self? Before you listen to your voice, to hear your voice. We have so much chatter in our head. We have so much chatter around us. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you reconnect, I think that my process mostly started with like, what is intuition? Like, how do I connect my intuition? Because our intuition is what's supposed to guide us, right? That's what I heard. I was like, okay, so what is that? And I understood that it's like that voice inside of us. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even hear it. I didn't even know what it was. So like just the fact that I started hearing that voice, even if it was like, do you see that cup on the edge of the counter? And it was like, instead of just seeing that understanding, dude, that's your intuition telling you to move the cup right now. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's what it means. I started like doing those little things in the, you know, in the little practical world in my little and, and it grew and it grew into my soul and it grew into like, okay, this is not what I want to do right now. I'm not going out with my friends to please mm-hmm. them, even if they're going to be disappointed that I started hearing my intuition and I started going with it. And I started making boundaries, creating, once I understood my voice, I started creating boundaries that were like, okay, I'm. I go this far and you start over there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're upset right now is not mine. Mm-hmm. And kind mm-hmm. of just like making more room and making more space for me, not in a selfish way, 
Because when you're doing things from others and you're doing other people's voice, I'm, I'm going to call it like that now. I know it's not right to say it that way, but like when you're working and, and acting upon other people's voices, you're not doing anything really right because it's not you. Yes. And it's not something you want to do. Yes. You're doing it in order to please them. You're doing it in order... And it usually doesn't always come out right. You know what I mean? Because you can't really get into someone else's head and know exactly what they want and how they want it. And besides the fact that it's not right for you, Mm -hmm. it's not the right choice for you. But I understood that once I started listening to me and once I started doing things for me, I thought it was selfish to do. But once Mm -hmm. I started doing that, suddenly it was like, I had so much room to give to others. And, and, and when I did something for someone else, it was perfect. It was just right. It was exactly the way it's supposed. Have you found that? Like, have you ever found? Absolutely. Yes. Well, and I think that one of the things that I think you just said that was like so powerful for me is the starting small. Like when I think of listening to my intuition and trying to find who I am, I'm trying to like find, I've always thought finding things that I like and things that I don't like and looking for those small things, because it is a compilation of all of these things that make you yourself, your authentic self and et cetera. And you saying to listen to your intuition in small ways. I've never thought of that. That's so cool. Like, absolutely. Like, cause I think, so I've been in bad relationships in the past and relationships that I probably should have followed my intuition or friendships that I should have followed my intuition. People are stabbing you in the back, whatever the situation is, but it's like, you don't know that they're treating you poorly. You don't know something. So you keep going with it because there's no actual solid evidence or proof that they're doing something wrong to you, but you should be listening to your intuition. So it because almost, you know, exactly. Because you do know. Right. And you don't know. Right. Well, and so doing that for so long, it can, you lose that self-trust. You feel like you can't hear that intuition anymore. Or maybe you cannot hear that intuition anymore. And so the idea of it being a learning practice process to figure out how to get your intuition back by saying like, okay, there's a cup on the edge of the counter. That's my intuition telling me I should go move that cup because someone's going to knock it over. It's going to fall. Right. Duh. Like, (laughs) that's so smart. How many times have you told yourself, oh, I just saw that bag. How did I not take it into the car? Yes, absolutely. And so what a cool way to build on it instead of like, because it's like, it seems so huge. Like, it seems like, oh, intuition. How am I ever going to trust anybody ever again? How am I ever going to know what to do with my life right. ever again? But if you start small, like anything just, else, just baby that's steps. so cool. In everything. I like, I can tell you, like, that could lead later on to the fact that you're leaving the victim mentality that, for example, I, I was talking before I go into the, into the victim mentality, but like with, let's say our inner dialogue, mm-hmm. we are so evil to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I like how many times a day do people tell themselves, oh, I'm so dumb. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did I do that? How stupid or how dumb of me and how. We're supposed to like. There, there's a sentence in Hebrew set that says, like, if it's if it's not if I'm not for me, then who will be for me? Yes. You know, and 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 it's not that you have to do for yourself, but if you're not telling yourself 
hey, baby, it's okay. You got this. No mm-hmm. worries. Like if you're not talking to yourself, like you would talk to your child or to someone or to your niece or to any child, mm-hmm. you're not doing it right. Because if you're telling yourself how stupid you're not like, if you saw someone else or your best friend, for example, and she did something wrong and she's like, and you're not going to tell her, oh my God, you're so stupid. You would never, you would would never talk to her like that or them like that. It's crazy. Right. We think it's okay to talk to ourselves like that. We think that's productive somehow. It's so bizarre. And the thing is, it becomes self-destructive. We, we put ourselves down some so much and we're used to it for so long, for so many years of doing it, we're really good at it. And once we get really good at it, we're just used to putting ourselves down and it causes us, you know, it ruins our self-worth. It ruins our, like we, so many little things, suddenly you find yourself. And I could tell you like now I'm 45, but like once you hit 40, you're like, oh, like, where did I go? Like, you you don't realize that it's those tiny things. And I started like, okay, I'm not going to be mean to me. Because mm-hmm. my husband was like, one day my husband said to me, wow, you're so hard on yourself. Like, do you do anything right? Oh my God, I've heard that for so long. <laughs> People say right? that to me all the time. Not as much lately, but they do. They used to say that to me constantly. So I Yeah, so it's just like, or or my daughter, once I said, oh, how stupid. And she's like, mom. Why would you say that? And I was like, you didn't hear that. And and yeah. I was like, am I mo- I'm not modeling the right thing. And it kind of took me inside to see, okay, I need to be nice to me. Mm-hmm. I need is if I'm not going to treat a stranger on the street like that, I'm not going to treat myself like that. Right. So again, here with the baby steps, it's like just noticing, becoming mindful of what you're saying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you're aware of that, you know, you you could change a little bit. And if you can't change it to something empowering, you could just maybe change it to just stop. <laughs> just like, if you know how Bambi says, if you don't have anything, a thumper, sorry. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, right? Yes. Well, and it's, so I was going to ask you that question because I know you talk about the power of positive thinking, but sometimes I think, that it doesn't work because your brain is overthinking so much and knows the negative or is so ingrained in the negative that it doesn't almost believe the positive thoughts that you're telling it. And so is that almost the, like the, the answer that middle ground, if you can't change it to the positive, just thinking nothing. I always think to kind of back to that plain example of just of trying to not necessarily change it to the positive, but changing it to the realistic, it seems to be a little bit more attainable. What is your perspective on that? First of all, you can't, if you can't believe it, don't go there. You have to find something that you are willing to, like, for example, you know, they say you can manifest. I I always say like change your life and like manifest the life of your dreams. But like, it all begins in baby steps, every little thing. And, and same like with your question, like we can't go to the positive all the time. It's like mm-hmm. even annoying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I could see all the horrible things that are happening and, and like, I can't see the positive. It could be neutral. 
-hmm. It's just shifting from that negative to something that you do believe in. Like for me, it was instead of, wow, fun, great, blah, blah, blah. It was, I'm getting better and better. I'm getting better and better. I'm getting better and better every day. I'm just doing a little bit better today. And I'm doing a little bit better. You know, like recently, my personal and professional worlds kind of clashed. And four months ago, I was diagnosed with high-risk multiple myeloma with cancer. Oh, no. And yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) And like the diagnosis kind of like brought such a huge value to all these things that I've been teaching. Yeah. And it was like a lot of resilience and inner strength and positive thinking. And I was like, and everything was like fake. And they were telling me, you know, you're high risk. It's going to come back. It's not something that leaves your body. It's going to stay all your life. And (laughs) can you pile on more negativity into my, you know, it was like real. Yeah. And the key component that, that like I discovered was going back to those little things, you know, like I felt like this was my like final exam. Like they took all these things. I talk about resilience and inner strength and positive thinking and preparing, you know, and then it was like, now I really need to see if I can, now that I'm facing this horrible things with three kids and it's scaring the life out of me, Mm -hmm. I, I had to go back and, and connect with those things that I teach. And I understood that the biggest part that was missing from inner that that gave me all these things was self-love is basically giving yourself that space and practicing it, being nice to me, exactly like how I said, like, just be nice, be nice to you. So exactly like with the baby steps and anywhere you're going to say, so I can't see the positive. Okay. Don't see the positive. Mm -hmm. Be nice. Mm -hmm. What can you see? What Mm -hmm. is a little bit better than what was yesterday? And if it doesn't work out, try, try again. You know, like I, I, when I started on my journey with meditation, it was like, I, I, my brain is all over. Yep. I relate. And and I was like sitting and I was like, okay, I can't do this in years. I can't do this. And I know I need to do meditation and I need it. Need, 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 need. So I changed it. I changed need to want. Mm -hmm. For me, that was a big change. I don't need to. I don't, I just want to. I don't have to, you know, a lot of times I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. Absolutely. I want to do this. And it makes it, that's also you being nice to yourself because you're setting yourself up to accept the things that you want to do. And I just keep putting that little girl in front of me and saying like, how would I talk to her? Mm -hmm. Because us being mean to ourselves and us being hard on ourselves and us stressing ourselves out and us not listening to our inner voice and us not listening to our intuition, I know that's what leads to all these diseases. Yeah, And it's just a very, very crucial thing in our life that we're not taught. 
I agree. We don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And if we just take it with those baby steps and take it by being nice to ourselves and just right. know that it's like we we got to fail to success. We need these failures. I we need bad things to happen to us to understand how strong we are, to understand how great we are, to understand how many lessons are out there for us to learn. To yes. understand like wow, like I got this. Yes. I got, I got yes. life. I got, you know, I could do anything. It's so true. And I think too, the, the baby steps is huge just because I felt like, like, as you were talking about, we were never taught that you, even if you go out and seek self-improvement or personal growth or anything, self-help, typically when you read the books or are listening to the podcast, watching the videos, doing all the things, it paints it in this light of perfection. It paints it like, okay, once you do this, this, and this, you got it. Like you're going to be great. You're going to transform. You're going to feel good. Nothing bad is ever going to happen again. It's going to be wonderful. And you think because you logically are smart enough to understand what you have to do or what it's asking of you or what's expected of you, then you think that you have to show up and perform in that way because you can, but then you get into the situation like another people pleasing moment. And now you might know that you should be setting boundaries and maybe even know how you would word setting a boundary, but because you have no practice, there's no baby steps. You don't, you're mad at yourself because you don't execute it how you pictured yourself to in your head, because logically you're smart enough to know how to, but you just don't have that skill set yet. So being able to, like you're saying, baby step your way through it. I think if I had realized that at the beginning of my personal growth journey, I would have been so much better off. You, I would probably would have made it so much farther quicker compared to just trying to pound it all into my head and being mean to myself when I couldn't do it. Right. Right. So it's just baby steps and being nice on the journey. Like mm-hmm. that is life. That journey is life. Us practicing and failing. That is life. Like, totally. That is what we should be expecting. We shouldn't be expecting all these instant successes like we're used to instant call you know we're used instant to gratification, instant gratification yeah thank you mm-hmm. and and it's just like we just better and better every day it's just yeah. getting better and better and like just tell yourself because our words shape our thoughts and if we're mean to ourselves we're not going to continue and right. it evokes emotions and it inspires our actions if it's good because uh, our words have the ability to heal us or to mm-hmm. harm us. Mm-hmm. And there's everything we say or everything, every feeling we have triggers like this uh, release of different like hormones in the body and, and it affects everything. So yeah. when we tell ourselves how horrible we are, we're feeling horrible. And when mm-hmm. we're he- feeling horrible, we're attracting more of that. Because that's the lenses in which we're looking at life today. Right. It's like, you know, I had a bad morning. I woke up. I, I it was, <laughs> it happened actually yesterday. I had, I had a really bad morning. Um, I, I woke up a little late. I didn't get my meditation done the way I wanted it. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, never mind. I'll do a shorter one. And then I, I dropped this 
box with basically everything in my shower on the floor. And I was like, and I was like, okay, great, great opportunity to clean it. (laughs) And you hear yourself and you know, you're fooling yourself right now. You know what I mean? It's not like, I really believe myself like, (laughs) oh, great. I'm going to, but I'm like, okay, great. I'm going (laughs) to, it's going to be okay. Together, get through this morning. (laughs) That's so true. So funny. And then, and then I go to the kitchen and the kids and like my five-year-olds like talking and talking and talking, my girl needs me to do this. And, and besides that, you know, you're making lunches and you're making snacks and you're making, and you're like, I woke up five minutes ago. (laughs) How is all of this already going wrong? And then I'm like, okay, this is great. I have the opportunity to, and you, and I learn, like, I tell myself these positive things, even though I don't believe it right now. And I, and I'm like, Okay. You know, you know how sometimes a friend tells you it's going to be fine. And you're like, uh, really? Mm -hmm. That's what you have to say right now. Like Mm -hmm. it does not resonate, but sometimes the fact that you hear that and you hear it again and you hear it again and you hear it again and the bottom line, you know, it's going to be fine. That is so true. Yeah. I, I think repetition is so huge for me too, that like, I used to think that I just would have to say something to myself once or learn something once and it would just stick and I would know it like walking into a restaurant and feeling social anxiety that I thought that maybe one day I'll just overcome that and I won't have to worry about it again. But repetition is so huge that every time I go in, I have to say, you're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. What if you walk in here and you were acting like you didn't have social anxiety? What would that look like? Who is that person showing up as been repeating that a hundred times? And then I'm okay. And then two days later, I go to something else and I have to repeat the whole thing all over again. It's not like it magically goes away. So the repetition right. is and, and great. Exactly. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. And you are fine. And mm-hmm. it's just, you're better and better today than you why, were yesterday. Why do you think so many of us carry so much guilt for the way we live our lives? Because we, a lot of times we're expected to do, I, this is what I think. Okay. Yeah. We're growing up and trying to please everyone and trying to do, I'm talking to all those pleasers out there. Not all of us are pleasers, but many of us are, or at mm-hmm. a certain point were. Yeah. And totally. cause otherwise there were consequences, you know? If it's mm-hmm. not like, if you don't do what I say, you're not good enough. It could be emotional or it can be like, I, God forbid, you know, there's a lot of people that had it physical, you know, some people had it, but you had to go by a certain standard. Yeah. And a lot of times those things that were requested or, or it's more than requested. <laughs> it was like asked of you to do and you yeah. were expected to do. Yeah. Did not resonate with what you were feeling. So you got used to going against, you know, our, our, our go-to is going against what we feel because sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling or what we want. Right. We don't hear that inner voice, especially when you're a kid, like, especially if you're a young kid, you just think you're supposed to listen to what people tell you to do. What, let that be your parent or a teacher, or even like then your peers that you're like, Oh, I'm not going to fit in if I don't do what they want me to do. Totally. So you're just used to doing all that. And at a certain age, you're like, Hey, I feel like doing this. And then suddenly it's like someone else tells you, don't you want to do blah, blah, blah. And like A, B, and C. And you're like, no. And that guilt 
is because you're doing something that you weren't trained to do. You're mm-hmm. going against that training that we got all our lives. I think yes. that's what yes. I feel. It's like suddenly we're listening to us and we're like, oh no, you could hear a lot of women. No, that That's selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean selfish? The fact that you're resting when your body hurts is selfish. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're sleeping when you have 40, you know, like a, a hundred degrees fever or 102 to, you know, that it's not, yeah, because it's not a hundred. Or just sleeping eight hours, like right. what you're supposed and to. And you're like, oh, like no, but I woke up late. Go. You yeah. know, I still got it in me to go. And I'm like, yeah, but are you supposed to? Mm-hmm. Are you burning yourself out? Are you working on overdrive? Are you living for yourself? No. Right. Well, no. why are you, why are you living like that? We're all just on a big floating rock, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. And a lot of guilt is like us listening to, you know, we're used to listening to others. And when we yeah. don't, we feel bad about it. Totally. We feel wrong. We feel like we're not doing like when my kids are like, Oh, mom, you didn't make this. And I'm like, oh, and, and you feel good. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And I tell myself later, like when I'm trying to deal with the guilt, it's not that I'm guilt free completely, mm-hmm. but I have this process with myself that it's like, okay, wait, hold on. I'm feeling guilt. Okay, great. What are you guilty about? Mm-hmm. Like you made food with the best intention in the world. My heart was there. You know, it's hot. Other Some people don't have food. Everything's fine. Why am I feeling guilty right now? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't please that exact moment that they wanted something else. You know, Mm -hmm. that's like our go-to feeling. Is to make other people happy. Yeah. And when we don't, it's guilt. Right. Totally. So that go-to feeling is guilt. Right. That go-to feeling, it's like exactly like when we're used to listening to others, we take everything personally right someone came in the room and made a face it's like what did I do what 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 could I have done that Mm -hmm. made him come in maybe I should have made him smile when he walked in but today I'm like what he came in with that face that had nothing to do with me right absolutely nothing's personal and 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 realizing those little things like nothing's personal I'm not here in the world in order to think what you're thinking and do for you what you're thinking I should be doing. And no, I I'm, I am here to help. I can help you. I can. But if you're not asking that, that's another thing, you know, we try to do before we're even asked to do sometimes because mm-hmm. we think that it's expected of us to. Right. Yeah. Do you totally. feel that sometimes like. Yes, absolutely. I know what you're talking about. And I think think to the being, it brings me back to how we started this conversation about being intentional, that like you're intentionally asking yourself how you, why are you feeling guilty? And you're intentionally asking yourself or pointing out to yourself that you're people pleasing. And you're intentionally saying it has nothing to do with me just because he walked in with this face on doesn't mean that it has anything for me to be taking personally, but you have to intentionally have those thoughts because if you don't intentionally have those thoughts, they just are swimming in your head. And it's like, you can think to yourself, well, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm rem- talking in my, to myself about why I feel guilty or whatever, but it's just really the swarm of garbage in your head. And it's not any real solid 
thinking or problem solving or validating yourself or anything like that. You're just, like I said, just have like a swarm of craziness <laughs> happening 100%. around you. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, like your thoughts are going to create your reality mm-hmm. and your thoughts, you have a choice. Like even yeah, if yeah. you're stuck and someone ties you down physically, your thoughts are still yours. Yes. That's something that you can control. Mm-hmm. And once you start working with your thoughts, if it's in being nice if it's no, this is not mine, like boundaries, this is yeah. not mine, this is mm-hmm. theirs. Um, I need to do this and this, and you know, just kind of understanding where you are and where someone else is. Like, yeah, I go up to here and they start there. Mm-hmm. You learn that you can choose, and once you choose your reality and you choose your thoughts and you choose what you're supposed to do. It's, it's a completely different story. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a completely different reality. Yes. And, and so what you were saying, like, just brought a, brought me back to the fact that like our choices, we have a choice. We have a choice to intentionally think. Yes. And if we take that in baby steps, and we start with being nice or we start with listening to that little voice that says, "Ooh, what's this bag? Maybe I should look in it. Like, I, and, and you know, that feeling that you get, sometimes you look at something and there's nothing. And sometimes you look at something and there's that like extra feeling saying, yeah. like, hmm, what was that? And you keep walking and you're like, Ugh. later mm-hmm. on, you're like, yeah. just I listen to it. Just follow the intuition because then you're building 100%. that practice of following your intuition. Is that like, so if you had to give advice to somebody that wanted to build that skill, like to build the skill of claiming your thoughts as yours and overcome that self-doubt, what would you say to them? First of all, it's not going to come in a day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> really, really go with baby steps. Understand that nothing's personal. Understand that being to listen to yourself, because it's it's before we listen to ourselves, we need to understand that listening to ourselves is not selfish. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's our guide. Yeah. It's really what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to look at things and how we're supposed to. It brings us to our authenticity. Yeah. It totally. makes us more authentic. When, when we listen to that voice, suddenly you get to know what you like. You get to know what you don't like. You get to know where you shine. You get to know where you don't. Learn how to recognize your thoughts and your voice. Mm-hmm. Know that when you understand that everything else is not personal and does not is not targeted, you allow yourself more yeah. to listen. And to practice those tiny moments of choice, of intentional thinking. When I look at the at a menu today, I intentionally know that I have a choice. That is intentional choice. I have a choice. I have a choice to go or not to go. A lot of times I hear myself say, yeah, but he... Mm-mm. 
And but for some reason, because it's in our head, we don't see it as the same. I totally know what you're saying. You look at a menu and you say, oh, okay, I have a choice to pick whatever I want on this menu to eat, whatever is going to satiate me. But instead, when we have it in our head, we're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm screwed. I have to listen to what my thoughts are saying. Instead of saying like, oh, I can choose any thought that I want. What if I said this and it was something that I was allowed to think like that you were good enough or that you were pretty or that you had friends or whatever. Right, right. And those thoughts, like just even... Again, it, it's not easy to switch them from like 180 degrees to go from yeah. zero to 10. It's just like, first of all, even if you can't say, wow, I'm gorgeous and I'm radiant and I'm strong and I'm amazing, say, just stop saying the bad. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Because you're not walking down the street and saying, hey, dummy, hey, ugly, hey, fatso. Hey, right. Right. We don't or even just becoming aware of it first, like even just saying like, okay, like catching yourself like, oh, shit, I'm calling myself stupid or oh, nope, I didn't mean to say that about myself. And that's a progress step. And then turning the thoughts off and then maybe starting to think positively. But I think there's when there's more room, it kind of comes naturally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so it's just basically stop, as you said, you said it perfectly, like finding, being, coming aware, becoming aware of the moments when we are not nice yes. and telling yourself exactly like you would tell a little kid, be nice, mm-hmm. be nice. Don't say that. Be nice. You know, just keep repeating that. Be nice. And, and if someone else is not nice, what would you tell your child? What would you tell the neighbor's child? Yeah. If they come and tell you crying and they come and tell you a boy told me that um whatever, what would you tell them? Right. You would That's tell not them true. not true. Or why are you listening? Or the fact that someone said it doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. Why we prefer choose to spend time away food. from them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or choose to listen to what you think instead of what they think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? Because they maybe said it because their mom yelled at them this morning and they were, you know, they came in a bad mood. It, it had yeah. nothing to do with you. Again, totally. that takes me to like, it's not personal, you know? Right. But it's just like becoming aware of your thoughts when you're nice, when you're not, when you're positive, when you're building yourself, when you're empowering yourself and when you're putting yourself down. Yeah. And when you put yourself down, instead of just even tell yourself, oops, you're putting yourself down right now. Stop. Right. And and, and continue. And, and even if you don't have a substitute, just move on. Totally. Like stop and move on. What would you say is the best strategy for balancing self-improvement with self-acceptance? Because obviously it's just as important to not be harping on yourself constantly to trying to be better and do all the things be get I don't know improve like it's a good thing to set goals and to want to grow but also it's just as important to say that you like yourself as you are and you're accepting of who you are now and I'm always going to just be on this constant baby step practicing journey for lack of a better word I just tell myself I'm getting better and better like I am very temperamental. Like my, okay. my vibe is very like up, down, up, down. you know, I'm, I'm very like fire. Yeah. And so for me, it's, it's a lot, like I go through that. A lot. Like a lot of times I tell myself, you know, 
there there's that judgment in there mm -hmm. and and just the fact that you're kind of again balancing that by taking it those baby steps you'll see the difference How, where did where did you for example find the biggest step in that mm -hmm. where was yours i guess realizing like giving myself permission to not be perfect like i have such a thing with perfectionism and being hard on myself and feeling like if i don't do enough that i'm not good enough and like actually having to make the decision and give myself permission to not be perfect and once that kind of i heard that in something it was like a speech or something i was listening to give yourself permission to be perfect and it was kind of the like resonation that i needed the click in my brain that i needed to be like oh okay and i guess from there over time back to that concept that it doesn't happen at once that it was like oh okay like i guess i can i guess maybe balancing them both at the same time or like you're saying like doing them both like that they live separately both can be true like i can be working to grow but also we're all perfectly imperfect right right there is no such thing as perfect right there's no such thing perfect right. by whose standards by what standards what is like, because if I ask George, Jim and, and Mary, they're all going to say something else, right? Right. Everybody's going to say something else. So there is no such thing. It's just an illusion. Perfection Absolutely. is an illusion, right? Yes. So once we understand that perfection is an illusion and there's just this thing I want to get better at, mm -hmm. then comes in be nice, right? And right. baby steps. Yeah. And just, okay, great. I want to not flip out on my kids, for example, mm -hmm. on when, when I am unbalanced inside. Mm -hmm. So is it going to happen? Oh God, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's completely okay. There's things that we can't control mm -hmm. and there is no such thing as perfect, yes. but I can want to get better. You know, I can move towards there and I can just, and understanding that all those failures Mm -hmm. we can't call them failures we got to call them trials yeah they're just trials towards being better right and we have another trial and another trial and another trial and once mm -hmm. we understand that life is made out of trials right mm -hmm. which you can call it also life is made out of failures mm -hmm. right? it's true it's right? true and we fail our way to self-improvement because mm -hmm. we have to get it wrong to understand how to get it right. 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 Having Otherwise, the courage to do that too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and you have the courage when you understand that there's no such thing as perfect. Absolutely. So whatever you're doing is completely fine. Absolutely. And whatever you're doing is perfect. Yes. And the fact that I am holding my tongue today and yet and tomorrow I will flip, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What can I do? Exactly. What because you're being your best self as often as you can. Exactly. What you do most of the time that matters. And when we ruin it and when we do fall, that's authentically you too. Yes, yes. And totally. being authentic is like getting you better and getting you to that place where you want to go because right. you're just, you just got to get it in your way and you need to understand it in the way that your brain understands it. And so when you're going towards something new, like on the journey of self-growth and self-improvement, sometimes you like, have this like new concept and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this exactly like with the meditate. Yep. I got this, but yep. what do you mean? I got this. I've never done this before. Yeah. I need to like, when I 
when a toddler, they always say like when a toddler starts walking, they can fall 17 times a minute Mm -hmm. and no one is standing there on the side and saying, you're a failure. You're never going to walk, right? You're (laughs) never going to get this and you're never going to walk. And no, everyone's standing there and saying like, good job. Good try. Good try. Good try. It's exactly like just doing that. Like good try yourself (laughs) to the next step. Absolutely. That is such a good point. I love that. So to wrap things up, I like to ask my guests a series of questions. It's kind of like it's a game that I call kind of toxic kind of well, because I think that it really brings humanity to my guests that seem to have it all together and seem to have like these great mindsets. And so a lot of the time people will have a uh, a way of shifting the way I ask the questions that do highlight your good mindset. So that's an okay way to answer. Or if you do have, you know, a kind of toxic thing that you do lean into, that's okay too. So um, whatever best suits you, but I have these questions if you're down to play. Always down to play. Deal. <laughs> and I hope I'll be a good I hope I'm I'll sure you will. I know you will. <laughs> okay. What or who are you jealous of? All those great um, self-empowerment people, all those Mind Valley pros. Mm-hmm. Amen, same. <laughs> yeah. When is the last time you people please instead of doing or saying what you really wanted? Today. What'd you do? I'm helping, like I'm taking a lot of my sister's friends to a retreat for her 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. Like each one's going, but I organized it. Mm-hmm. And I found myself trying to, like, they were trying to get the cars together. And I was like, okay, so you'll do this and, and I'll do this. Don't, don't worry, I'll get this. And I, like so many different things in the organization that I, that I was fine hearing myself take on myself mm-hmm. and my plate, as I told you with this illness and so many other things and three kids is full. Yeah. And I was just trying to make it easier on others. Mm-hmm. And I yep. caught myself on the way, on the way to coming home back home. I was like, hmm, you what are you doing? Not <laughs> listening to you at all. And I actually <laughs> left them a message and said, you know what? That was a very good idea. If you can bring that, that would be perfect. And I kind of tried to fix that on the way. Nice. That does feel like so. it feels strange when you like catch it and then try to change it too, because you're like, okay, release control, release control. It's okay. <laughs> 100%. When are you selfish? I know you talk about this, so I'm interested to hear what you say. When am I selfish? At the biggest time, the most like known time in the house is once at nine, once the clock. It's 9 p.m. And I declare to the house that it's mama time and no one has, no one can interfere in that time. What do you normally do during that time? Um, I do give myself like 20, 30 minutes on my phone, which I don't. I don't scroll in my phone and just kind of like. I give myself that and then I reflect I'm with my thoughts and that's the biggest thing that I found that I don't do um, enough. Mm -hmm. So I don't really 
like think of my day and what I do. And I see if I had enough fun. And if I don't, I try and find something fun. If even it's something fun to watch or fun, something fun to do or something just mama time. It could be going into the shower and being yeah. like in the water without thinking of the That's time. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Just, just like totally interrupted. I like how normal that is. Like how, like, it's not like, I totally thought you were going to be like, yeah. So I get down and I meditate and I do my journal and I do the reading and do all the things. No. No. You're like, I just spend time by myself. That's awesome. And when I say that. reflection, it's not like sitting down and journaling, which I wish I would do. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just like, what horrible feeling am I feeling inside? And I need to let go of like, mm-hmm. and I see if I can breathe that through. Who do I need to bless that I that I curse today? You know, what I mean? like who, who who did I wish not the best things to today when I was driving? Maybe make peace with them. Like little things, like little things, and that whole process takes like five to ten minutes. It's not like a big thing. It's just yeah. like uh, connecting to myself again. What do you find yourself overthinking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> So much, <laughs> so many things, um, mostly things that have to do with my kids and, and husband. It's like, mm-hmm. what do I prepare? So like even the snacks is like, yeah, but they're not going to eat the apples. So then we're going to do it. like little, not important things. And when I do catch myself, it's like, doesn't matter. Does it? Mm-hmm. But it'll be yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. But mostly things that have to do with them, cool. with my kids. Makes sense. Yeah. What is a should you have let go of? To be available all the time for whoever needs me. That's a good one. I like that. What are you afraid of? That my mindset will not be strong enough to conquer this cancer. It will. You are strong enough. I know it. Thank (laughs) you. What do you have? uh, What do you not have empathy for? Oh, that's evil. That's an evil question. um whining okay I like that good one yeah last one if you could give one piece of advice to someone trying to become more well than toxic what advice would you give them I want I want to say self-love um but sometimes that's like telling people smile and be positive Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna take it down a notch and I'm just going to say, which I probably said a hundred times during this podcast, just be nice. Just be nice to you. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I've loved everything you've talked about. It's just so on point with Wellesh and I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Sarah. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah.